Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Family Partnership, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on February 3rd, 2019. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> hey, there we go. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So welcome to Soul Rio. We're so glad you're here this morning. Welcome family. And uh, we're going to continue our series. Grab your Bibles. Uh, mark them to the book of Philippians chapter 1. And uh, we're going to jump into God's word here in just a moment. But I just kind of wanted to share a little background about my life with you guys as we began our journey this morning. Um, I, I started my life out of high school really not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I always say that I'm a Toys R Us kid and, and I just don't want to grow up. So who knows what I'll be when I grow up, but the problem is I don't want to grow up. Well, right out of high school, as I was kind of just wrestling through the, the idea and the concept of being an adult and adulting, um, I just really didn't know where I was going. And so so God ordained some things for me in my life. And I want to just share this with you. I, I uh, was privileged to be a part of a small retail uh, outlet here that was locally owned. They they gave me a, an opportunity to be a part of of uh, uh, this uh, business, and uh, in that little process, um, I moved real quick from being a cashier to being a store manager. So so you just got to picture this uh, eighteen year old, nineteen year old kid managing a hundred plus associates. You know, I had no clue what I was doing. I was lost. I was scared, and and so as I kind of went on this journey of being in retail, I. I I learned a whole lot of stuff through the process. I learned that, that one, uh, retail people, they're kind of odd. <laughs> and that's why I fit in so well, you know? I just, it's like, hey, I, I relate, I get it, you know? Uh, there's a lot of things that happen within a, a retail environment, and I'm not talking about just the customers, I'm, I'm talking about the associates, the people that actually get to, to work in retail, because you'll see it's a lot like the real world. You, you see a lot of relational aspects that go on, a lot of things that happen relationally, where, where you know, there's fighting, there's, you know, there's uh, gossip, there's, there's all those kind of things that we see maybe in, even in our own families, in our own uh, jobs. Um, and in this retail environment, you'll see that the relational side of it is, is a big factor. You begin to become a lot like a family because you work together so much. You spend a lot of, of time together. You know, I used to do a lot of overnights and a lot of different things. And we get these crews of people in, especially around the holiday time. And, and man, we, we were there 60, 70 hours a week at times. And, and so you, you build this kind of community community, you build this kind of relationship that becomes pretty intimate. It really does in a, in a retail environment. And so as I was going on this journey and as God was kind of working in my life, I was, I was a new Christian. I, I was early in my faith and and there was a lot of things that God did and, and used in my life through that experience. I did retail for about eight or nine years, almost 10 years, I think it was. And uh, I, was, I was very, very blessed by being able to be a part of, of those people's lives. But one of the things that I, I want to share in, in kind of sharing that little nugget of my life with you is the fact that as I, as I look back on those times, as I, as I look back in those moments, there's a lot of things that, that kind of happened for me personally uh, on a spiritual side of it. Uh, one is that, that um, while I was in the midst of this retail um, environment, as I was in the midst of it, I'll be honest with you, there was times when I hated it. 
I, I just, I prayed a lot that God would kind of move me out of that environment and, and into something different. And, and a big part of that wasn't necessarily because of the people or, or the relationships, because I really did like that. You know, I always tell people that I, that, that I love people. I, I love the community aspect of life. I love the, the relational side of what God has allowed us to do. And, and the retail environment is a perfect place for that. You know, you make friends. You know, when you work in a retail environment, people that shop your store and they come in, uh, they do become part of your family. They do really kind of become your friends. And I have friends today from back then that, that we've been lifelong friends because of it. Uh, but I did, I prayed in those moments that God would get me out of this environment. And, and the big factor for me more so was that, that I was early in my marriage. We had been married for about seven years and we wanted to start a family. And in a retail environment, um, it's a little tougher to do that. I don't know how many of you have worked retail, but you know, it's very demanding. You know, they expect a lot out of you. Uh, you work a lot of hours, you know, you work all the holidays, all the weekends and all that stuff. So it's not always very conducive to, to a family life. And the other part of it, uh, you know, I think that, that as I was praying and asking God to get me out of it was um, that I just, I just felt like there was a lot of, um, how would I say it to be, be kind? There was a lot, of, a lot of relational chaos that transpires within a retail environment. And, and I, didn't, I didn't see the beauty of God's grace in that in those moments. But now as I look back, I, I think about these times and, and I think about what God was doing in my life through these moments and through these relational aspects because it truly is a lot like a family. You know, being in a retail environment is like a family. You become really close with people. And sometimes the relationships can be tough. Sometimes you, you go through tough moments, experiences, and, and uh, you fight with each other. You know, you get mad at each other. And, uh, but it's a lot like a family. And so as I think about this, I, I realized a couple of things. One is that um, it really was a family. And the relationships that, that God gave me through those moments, uh, really, as I look back on them now, I realize that was God's grace in my life. Because I learned a lot about relationships. I, I learned a lot about how to communicate, how not to communicate, uh, what to do and what not to do when you're doing life that intimately and you're working alongside someone uh, for 10, 12 hours a day. And the other thing that I, that I realized and that I didn't realize until later in life uh, after I left the environment is, is that in that environment, even though there was a mixed bag of, of people in that group, people that were believers, people that were unbelievers, God always gave me someone to be in partnership with. I always had another person in my life or in my world, in my arena, um, that was a believer, that was a Christ follower. You know, there's one specific um, gentleman by the name of Mr. Martin. And uh, uh, we got to uh, jump in about the same time. Uh, we got hired about the same time with this one retailer here in town. And it was really neat to see, as I look back and think about it, as I didn't really realize it at the time completely, but it was neat to see how God used him and I to be a light in this dark environment. Because I tell you, in this environment, there was you know, a lot of people that were hurting, a lot of people that were broken, a lot of people that really just needed to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, and him and I were, were able to be that light together. But, but unfortunately, where I made my mistake is in the moments and in the time, I was so focused on what I wanted to get out of or get away from that I lost sight of about what God wanted to do in and through this partnership. See, God gave me Mr. Martin 
God gave me all these other people in these different environments so that we could be a light. So we could be a point of light in this world. And, and I tell you what, I think there was, there was times that, that him and I were able to plant these seeds of faith. There was times when him and I were, were able to, to uh, water where others had planted faith. And, and I just really kind of think it sums it all up to the aspect of, of the partnership. How we see things, how we perceive what's going on in the world around us. And I, I made the mistake at that time to, to not really focus in on the goodness and the grace of God and what God was doing by allowing me to be in this environment. Instead, I should have I focused in on the partnership and what God was wanting to do and how he was using me, and not only using me, but, but teaching me and training me so that he can use me down the road for different things. You know, the, the beauty of all of this, and why I mentioned to you this, because as a family, we, we are truly in partnership. And I think that's the term that we need to kind of focus in on today is, is the word partnership, because it truly is, because it'll change the way we perceive, it'll change the way we think about how we do life together as the body of Christ. See, see, together we, we are to be proclaimers, right? We are to be proclaimers. You know what um, the term evangelist is? You, you've heard that term a lot. You might use it. You think of Billy Graham immediately, right? When we think about evangelists, Billy Graham was a great evangelist. Well, you and I, we are all evangelists. Did you know that? See, because you and I should proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. The, the word that matches evangelism is proclamation, See, we should proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ and, and that's what we do in partnership together. We proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and we do this so that we would honor God, that we would draw others into this relationship. See, we're a group of people. If you think about the church family, the body of Christ, we're a group, a group of people that are doing life together, growing in faith, trusting God and one another. And as dysfunctional as we may seem, and as dysfunctional as we are, we have to remember that God has called us to live in partnership. You know, I don't want you guys to take offense to this, but in my family, I say we're, we're a, a mixed bag of nuts. And you reach in, you never know what you're going to get, you know. It's like that box of chocolates, right? You know, I, I prefer the term nuts, you know, because we are, you know. I mean, you think about it, we're all, we're all different, right? We're all unique, but we're all nuts, you know. You know, I love what one pastor said one time. He says, why has the church stopped being weird? <laughs> you know, the church should never, never not be weird to the world around us. You know, they should see us as these holy rollers. They should see us as weirdos. Why? Because we're proclaiming something that, that pushes against the world today. You know, and we're doing that in, in partnership. We're doing that together. See, I believe this is reflective of, of God's design for his church, partnership. The, see, the, we use the term membership a lot in churches and, you know, will you be a member of this church? Would you like to take our membership class? And, and I think that, that term membership kind of gives us and does an injustice because what it does is, is it gives us a perception that we should be given something. When I'm a member of something, when, when I'm a member, I should get something, Right? You know, if I've signed up for this, then, man, what, what are my rewards? What are my benefits? See, I think when we use the term partnership, it's more a reflection of our responsibility to give something. That we come, just like, like Russ shared with us last week as we prayed for our offering time, that we could come prepared to, to give an offering. 
And sometimes that's through our, our finances. Sometimes that's through our service. Sometimes that's just us bowing our hearts and our lives in reflection to the love and, and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. See, we should come and gather together prepared to give. And we also get as we give. This is why I think Paul starts off our passage this way in his letter. I want you to look at this when he says this in the first couple of verses in Philippians 1. It's a pretty simple statement and most of us usually just kind of read through it, you know, because it's kind of an intro. But I think there's some value and something that we can see in this first few couple couple of verses. He says this, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. See, see what we see here in this quick little phrase, this, this little intro, this little uh, welcome, kind of here we are, Paul is speaking to them as part of the body of Christ. See, he's not speaking to them as if they were outsiders looking in, but as they are part already of the community. And he says, to all the saints at Philippi, the overseers, the deacons, the leaders, the ones that maybe don't think that their role is as important, those that are just following and discovering. He says, to all the saints who are in Jesus Christ. See, it's a community of believers all doing their part in partnership. And Paul understands that. He sees that, so he acknowledges them as that, as he begins this passage. I want to ask you this morning, as before we go into the rest of, of our, our verses here this morning in this passage, I want to ask you this. Are, are you ready to be a partner in the gospel? Are you ready to, to make a commitment that is reflective of not being a member of something, but as being reflective as, as being in partnership taking ownership of something. Are you ready to do that this morning? Well, we're going to pray before we finish reading our passage. And I want to ask you just to, to talk to God and, and ask him, what, what is your part in this partnership? And I want to ask you to, to, to ask him to show you that this morning. Father, we just come before you. We bow our hearts and our lives to you. We're here to worship you, Father. We're here to worship you through song and through uh, your word and through... Um, just lifting our hearts up to you and discovering all the things that you might have for us, Father. Father, you created us to be a family. You created us to live in partnership together in unity of faith. One God, one faith, one family. Father, this morning, our prayer is that you would show us what our part is. Our prayer is that you would help us to see what steps we need to take to walk in partnership of this gospel that you've given us, the good news of Jesus Christ. And Father, that we would just commit. We would enter into this love covenant that you've offered us and that we would stay faithful together as a family, that we would encourage one another to love more boldly, to serve more boldly, and to give more boldly. Father, we thank you for these moments and we pray that by the power of your spirit that you would lead us and guide us. We come before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to finish reading the passages, starting in verse 3. Let's read that together. Paul goes on to say, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. 
And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so, that, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. See, when we come to a place, when we come to the realization and understanding that we're in partnership together, that God has given us one another I think that we'll live in a partnership, with a partnership mindset. And the first thing that we'll see is that we'll, we'll have a grateful heart for one another. Again, in, in verses three through five, he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because, because of the partnership God has given us in the gospel from the first day until now. I love that, that immediately after acknowledging the call to service together, he shows his gratitude for them. He says, as I remember you, as I think upon this partnership that God has given us, he expresses this heartfelt thank you. His comfort and his joy comes from knowing that they're in this together. See, it's a grateful heart for one another. I, I want to ask you this morning, have you taken ownership of your faith? You might be saying, well, what do you mean ownership of my faith? I, I just want to ask you to ask, do you own your faith? Is, is it a faith of your own? Do you believe what you believe, what you believe? No matter what the world tells you, no matter what Pastor Floyd says, no matter what... Johnny down the road says, no matter what your spouse says or does, have you owned your faith? Is this a faith of your own? Well, if you believe this and you have a faith of your own, then, then, then you should live in partnership. You should seek to gather together as a family. You should seek to, to, to meet not only daily in the temple, but from house to house, gathering often, encouraging one another, stirring each other up. And you do it because you're grateful for one another. You're thankful that, that you're not alone in this. That God has brought you to this place of service in this time and this, that we can serve them together. As a, you can serve him all by so we can live together and do life together. See, that was one of the biggest mistakes I think I made in my retail life is, is I had this young man named Mr. Martin. And all I could see was the dust around me and all the, the muck and the myrrh. And I didn't realize that God had given me someone in partnership. And if I would have only realized that, I believe God would have used us and, and probably could have done some even bigger things than he did already. Because I would have had a, a more of a grateful heart for the moments that God gave me. I would have had a more of a grateful heart for Mr. Martin. I want you to turn with me to the book of Romans. And it's in the first chapter. I want us to look at these passages. We're going to read them together here in a moment. And uh, I just want us to note a couple things here. Yeah, I think this passage really aligns with what he's saying here to the church at Philippi. And uh, 
It's uh, John Axe Roman, in case you're wondering. We're going to have speed drills in here one of these days. <laughs> Anybody ever do speed drills? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter had to teach me how to do all that. Yeah. All right, Romans chapter 1, and starting in, in uh, verse uh, 8. Let's read this together through verse 15. Paul says this first, again, this acknowledgement. I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Verse 13, I want you to know, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I'm eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. And then he goes on to say is one of the famous passages, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation. See, a couple things here that, that we need to note. One is that Paul is grateful to have a family, a community of believers, a partnership in the gospel Again, he says, in eight, he says, first, I want to say, thank, I thank my God through Christ Jesus for all of you. Because of your faith, the gospel is being proclaimed in all of the world. And he also understands the value of this partnership. Verses 11 and 12, for I long to see you. I yearn to be with you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged. That together as we gather, that both of us would be strengthened in our faith. Both yours and mine. And I, and I think this is the part that, that sometimes as a church we, we lose sight of. And when I say the church, I'm talking about you. Me. Is that he knows that, that all people matter. See, there's this gratitude for one another. He realizes that all people matter. Romans 1, again, first 14 and 15, he says, I'm under obligation. It's my obligation both to Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So this is why I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. See, partnership helps us to understand that God has placed us together as a family to work in unity. One God, one faith, one body, one spirit. God's spirit. And God's spirit draws us deeper into faith. And as we draw deeper in faith, we'll have a greater gratitude for one another. We'll love each other better when we love God better. See, and the second thing we see here is that we should have a deep concern for each other, for one another. Verses seven and eight of our passage in Philippians. He says, it is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. I have a deep concern for you because you are all partakers of me with grace, 
of this grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Yeah, I wonder how often as a church we're excited to come on Sunday or sometimes it may become a, a routine for us or just kind of like something we do, we've checked off the box. And I, and I don't say that to, to be judgmental of anyone or to, to, to make you feel guilty about anything, but, but I would really challenge you to, to think about the depth of your faith, the faith that you own, and how important it is for us to come together as the church. You know, Paul's given us the picture of how far off he is and, and imprisonment and away from these people that he yearns to be a part of their lives. He yearns to come and be with them so that he can encourage them. They can encourage him. They can partner in faith. They can share the gospel together. See, the love and affection that we see here is just something that only comes from a deep commitment to be in partnership and partnership in the gospel. It comes from a, a love for Christ and an understanding that, that we are to love each other deeply. Turn with me to Colossians chapter three. I got a lot of long passages for you this morning. But I believe they're so important for us to hear this if we're, if we're gonna have a gratitude for one another, if we're gonna have a, a deep concern for one another. Colossians chapter 3, verses 11 through 14. He says, Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian and, John, how do you say that word? Scythian, Scythian thank you. Slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Did you hear that? Christ is all and in all. He says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against the, another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive, and above all, put, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. See, we have much to learn as a church. We have a lot to learn as a family about what God desires for us. But, I, but I'm confident if we are only to just take these simple steps towards faith, to have a little more concern, a little more gratitude for one another, I believe that, that we'll honor God by doing that. I believe that, that we'll be, bring glory and we'll proclaim the gospel just through the way we live and how we love each other and how we show the, the world around us how we care for each other and how we have concern for one another. See, there's no doubt in our dysfunction, we're, we're gonna face tough times. We're gonna have tough moments. We're gonna have hard conversations together. But if we do what, what, what we see God's word tells us to do, if we put on love that binds everything together, you know what, we'll live in this harmony that we call grace and peace together. But we will face those tough moments. There's just no question. It's a part of this life. But hopefully as we do that, we'll do what we see here next is that we will have a stronger desire to love one another. Look at verses nine through 11 in our passage 
Paul continues and he says, and it is my prayer, my prayer, that your love may abound more and more. Listen to the emphasis on that. That your love may abound more and more with, do- uh, with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, to honor God, to honor one another. As we end our time together, this just brings us back to the, the question that I asked at the beginning. Are you ready to be a partner? Are you ready to see it from a perspective that you have something to give? And if you give that something, you will get something? Are you ready to work in unity to advance the gospel message? Well, if you are, I want to ask a couple things of you. Actually, it's not me asking. It's what God would ask of you. I want you to take a step to clothe yourself with compassionate hearts, offering kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Offer forgiveness just as God has forgiven us. Give people the same grace, the same grace that that you ask of God when you bow your heart and seek forgiveness. See, forgive as God has forgiven you. See, when we we have grateful hearts for one another, when we have a a deep concern for one another, our, our love will grow stronger for one another. It truly is. Because remember, where our treasure is, what we place value on, is where our hearts will be. But first and foremost, we, ha- we have to place a value on each other. And our hearts will follow. We'll love each other better because we love Jesus better. See, I believe this is what God is saying he wants for his family. To love one another as Christ has loved us. Offer kindness, patience, bearing with one another in humility and meekness, forgiving as God has forgiven us. The second thing that I believe God is asking of us in partnership is that we just simply make a commitment. God is a God of covenants. We talk about all these covenants that God has and that he's entered in with his people I believe that God wants us to enter into this partnership as a covenant, as a commitment to do our part. God has promised to do his and he'll be faithful in that to the very end. The God God that we worship is the same God of the Old Testament. He's the same God of the New Testament. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He will always do his part. He will never leave us nor forsake us. We talked about that earlier in the year. You know, be strong, Be courageous because I will never leave you nor forsake you. But we have to do our part. We have to make the commitment to walk faithfully, to partner in the gospel, to come together and gather as a church, as the body of Christ with grateful hearts and a deep concern and to grow in our love for one another. I believe God has huge plans for his family. And together in partnership, we can proclaim the love and hope of Jesus Christ. I want to end with 
Philippians 1 verse 6. And I want this to be a reminder for us as we seek to become the body of believers, the church that God wants us to be. Paul says this, he says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to what? Completion. When? At the day of Jesus Christ's return. Remember, our hope is in heaven. Jesus is coming again. God has begun a good work. He's given us a new day and a new opportunity. And you and I, just like Paul, need to be sure of this. We need to make that commitment and walk in partnership knowing that Jesus will come again and then our work will be finished. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for your words this morning. Father, you have called us. You have brought us to this place, to this moment. Father, there have been many things that you have done in our lives up until this point. But the work isn't done. Father, there is a whole lot that you want to do. Father, there is a whole lot that you are already doing. And so this morning, as a church family, together we enter into this this covenant with you. We enter into this partnership, Father, and we commit that that we're going to do our part to proclaim the good news of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the love, the faith, the hope, knowing that the greatest of all these three things is your love, your love. Lord, I thank you that you just, you talk to us, Father, that you encourage us and that you remind us through one another of this hope, of this faith, of this love that you offer. Father God, I hope and I pray that that each and every day that we would be grateful for one another, that each and every day that we would be reminded to have a concern for one another because life is hard and we're gonna struggle, we're gonna fall, we're gonna fail, we're we're gonna be dysfunctional. We're going to make mistakes, Father. But because of your grace, because of your mercy, we can pick each other up. We can hold each other up. We can bear each other's burdens with this deep, deep concern for each other. Knowing your love, knowing our love for each other is what will strengthen us. Father, we we believe in you. We trust in you. And Father, we look to you. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.